Have you heard? Our local meteorologists are forecasting a major snow event for our area beginning at noon today. Now, if it's as bad as they are saying it's going to be, it might cause us to have to cancel our Wednesday evening activities. And so I want to talk about that, and I want to talk about our identity in Christ in this week's edition of the Midweek Connection, January 18, 2023. So let's talk about this possible snow event and how you can know if TMC needs to cancel tonight's activities. Now years ago, we adopted the policy that if our local schools closed on Wednesday for weather-related events, uh, then we would automatically cancel our Wednesday evening activities as well. And we, we chose to do this because it becomes a very easy way for people who may be wondering if TMC is going to go ahead with their activities to know uh, whether we are or not. If our local schools close early, sending kids home, or if they close for the whole day because of an impending or actual weather event, well, then TMC does the same. Now, when TMC cancels its Wednesday evening activities, we will post it on our website. Uh, usually right there on the front page with a red scrolling banner at the top that announces the closure. And today, if we need to cancel our Wednesday activities, then we'll send out an email blast to let you know about it that way as well. So, if the schools do not close, then you can know that we are meeting as usual. All right? So watch out for those, uh, those tips there that may come your way. Number two, the Caregiver Support Group is going to meet this Sunday, January 22nd at 2 p.m. The guest speaker will be Crystal uh, Doig from Aging Resources of Central Iowa. Now, this event will equip you with relevant information regarding five wishes, a first living will or advanced directive for an individual's personal, emotional, and spiritual needs as well as medical needs. There is no RSVP required, and if you have questions, please contact Marcia Dix, and you see her email there on the screen. Number three, Circles on Mission. Our Circles on Mission is hosting a casserole assembly event to benefit Hope Ministries on January the 28th at TMC at 1 p.m. Now, these casseroles will stock the freezers at Bethel Mission. Hope's, Hope Ministries, Bethel Missions, serves approximately 200 people each and every day. So as you can imagine, this is a much needed resource for those in the metro area. And TMC would like to lighten the load of the kitchen staff at Bethel. So we're going to jump in and assemble some casseroles that they can use in future meals. Now, we have tasks for all ages, 12 and up, all right? So, if you would like to participate, this is a great service opportunity, then bring your life group or encourage your ABF to participate. Number four, 
men's breakfast. The men's breakfast is this Saturday, January the 21st at 8 a.m. The theme for this month's breakfast is uh, the discipline of prayer. Sometimes I can't talk. The discipline of prayer. And our guest speaker will be our very own, one of our elders, John Hunsberger. So I encourage you to bring your Bible, bring your appetite, bring a friend, and we'll see you then on Saturday morning. Now, we do need you to RSVP this event so that we know how much food to cook. And so please uh, respond via the email blast this coming Friday. A link will be there. Well, that takes care of our announcements for this week. You know what we're doing now. We're moving on to the spiritual focus. Last Sunday, we looked at Romans chapter 2, verse 2, which says... Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Now, one of the areas that I believe is crucial to having a renewed mind is to understand who you are. I mean, your identity in Christ. Now, this is important because who you are, I mean, who you really are changes when you embrace Jesus as your Savior and Lord. For example, prior to salvation, you were alienated and you were hostile toward God in your mind. After salvation, though, you are now holy, blameless, above reproach in His sight. Colossians chapter 1, verse 21. Prior to salvation, you were under condemnation because of sin's curse. But once in Christ, all of that condemnation is gone because it was poured out on Jesus for you. Romans chapter 8, verse 1. Now, we could jump all around the New Testament and we could find passages that that help us understand who we really are in Christ. Or we could just go to the one passage that kind of lays it all out for us in a single neat package. So, let's do that. Ephesians chapter 1. Now I'm going to read it and then I'll go back and highlight what it says about you if you are in Christ, meaning that you've been saved by God's grace through the death of Jesus for sin and his resurrection to new life. Okay, here's the passage. Verse 1. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, to the saints who are in Ephesus and are faithful in Christ Jesus. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, even as He chose us in Him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before Him in love. He predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through Christ Jesus according to the purpose of his will, to the praise of his glorious grace with which he has blessed or accepted us. Uh, The word in the King James Version is accepted in the beloved. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace which he lavished upon us in all wisdom and insight, making known to us the mystery of his will, according to his purpose, 
which he set forth in Christ as a plan for the fullness of time to unite all things in him, things in heaven and things on earth. In him we have obtained an inheritance, having been predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will, so that we who were the first to hope in Christ might be to the praise of his glory. In him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it to the praise of his glory. For this reason, because I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love toward all the saints, I do not cease to give thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him, having the eyes of your hearts enlightened, that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you, what are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, and what is the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe according to the working of his great might, that he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion, and above every name that is named not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And he put all things under his feet and gave him as head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. Okay, well, that's quite a long passage. So let's go back through and identify the words and the phrases that speak to our identity relating to who we are in Christ Jesus. In verse 1, Paul addresses his readers as saints. Now, that's who we are in Christ. We once were sinners, but now we're saints. In verse 3, we find that we are blessed. We are the ones who are blessed in Christ with every spiritual blessing. In verse 4, we are chosen to be in Him before the foundation of the world, predestined to be holy and blameless as we stand before God. That's who we are. We are holy and blameless before God in Christ Jesus. In verse 5, we find that we are also predestined for adoption as sons, daughters of God through Jesus Christ. In verse 6, we find that to the praise of his glorious grace with which he has blessed, or as the New King James Version says, accepted in the beloved. So part of my identity is being accepted by God, no longer rejected. Now I am accepted. Verse 7, in him we have redemption. I'm now a redeemed one through his blood. The forgiveness of our trespasses. I am a forgiven one according to the riches of his grace. In verse 11, we discover that in him we have obtained an inheritance. We are heirs of God. And in Romans it says joint heirs with Jesus Christ. In verse 13, we discover that in him we were sealed, which means we are secured in our salvation with the promised Holy Spirit. 
Uh, in other words, our full redemption is assured because of the seal that we have in and by the Holy Spirit. Verse 17, we have been given, uh, uh, we have been given a spirit of wisdom, revelation, and knowledge of Christ. Verse 18, we are the called. Okay? So in other words, we are not the lucky, the fortunate, but we were specifically called by name into this saving relationship with Jesus. So perhaps this is a great place to start the renewal of your mind. I believe that this is so crucial to being transformed to the image of Jesus. When you learn who you are, uh, when you store uh, deep down in your heart your true identity, it does a lot to help you walk away from further conformity to the world system because you, you begin to realize, once you know who you are, that you don't belong to that old way anymore. In fact, God's Word says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new, 2 Corinthians 5.17. Now, Satan's going to try to convince you that you uh, are really the same as you have always been, uh, perhaps you've recently received a little sprinkle of, uh, of religion dust, but you're just the same old sinner that you've always been. Well, I may still find myself sinning. I'm not perfected in my flesh yet, but I'm not the same old sinner I always was. According to God's Word, I'm a new creation. I'm a saint. I'm one who has been called from sin's darkness into the glorious light of Christ. You know, they say that you are what you think, okay? It's kind of like you are what you eat. <laughs> well, you are what you think. Well, I, that's not exactly true. What is true, though, is I will usually behave <laughs> the way I think. If I think of myself as a sinner with, with a little religion dust sprinkled on my head, <laughs> then I will likely live like that because why fight against the flesh? I'm just a sinner, right? Well, I used to be a sinner, but now I'm saved by the grace of God, and so are you if you're in Christ. And I and you, if we're in Christ, are a new creation. We're a new person. We, in fact, are a child of the living God. And as such, we have the indwelling presence and power of the Holy Spirit living in and with us. And because He is in us, and with us, we can mature in our faith. We can see the old self melt away and the new self becoming more confident, strong, glorifying to God as we live out who we really are in Christ. Well, I hope this helps. I would encourage you to read over Ephesians chapter 1 several times and really let those words of identification sink into your heart and mind. And think about it during the day. Who are you really? Well, in Christ, you are a lot of things that you never were before coming to Him. And your new identity as a son or a daughter of the living God uh, makes you really a special person. And it means that you can come out of the old way and you can begin to forge a brand new life, a life that is increasing in victory as you walk with Christ in that new identity.
Well, let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for giving us this scripture in Ephesians, and there are other places in the New Testament that you have shared with us who we are in Christ Jesus. And I pray that you would help me and you would help those who are connecting with this devotion today to really lay hold of these truths and to remember and celebrate who we are. And the next time we're tempted to to behave like the old person, help us to remember that's not who we are anymore and to find victory in the power of the Spirit uh, because of the truth of the Word that says we are no longer what we used to be, but we are now saints. We are holy ones. We are forgiven ones. We are redeemed ones. And uh, we are ones who are empowered by the Holy Spirit. Strengthen us in these truths, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, this coming Sunday, we are continuing our, uh, our, our trek through the book of Romans, Romans chapter 12. And this Sunday, we're going to be looking at verses 3 through 8. And the title of the sermon is Spiritual Gifts for Service. I look forward to our time together in the Word, learning about the gifts of God's Spirit, the gifts that He has given us to build the church and to evangelize the world. I'll see you then. Have a great week.